1: Well hello everyone and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network and of course You know who I am, Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from beautiful blue skies, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm so grateful uh, that you've joined me from all over the world. And guess what? If you're tuning in today, I can truly say with all of the faith that's on the inside of me that I believe that your life will never be the same again. Well, how are you doing? Uh, I pray that you're making a decision. And as I say every week, it's a decision, right? To really create and embrace uh, an amazing day for yourself. Once again, I'm so honored and feel so blessed that you have allowed me to come into your home, uh, into just the very private places of your being to share with you universal laws that I feel will help you to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. Well, I'm doing really great here in Atlanta. It is hot. <laughs> That's why we call it Hotlanta. Uh, just has been a great week for me. And uh, once again, I have a great show for you. So we are going to get started. Uh, My very special guest today is Mr. Paul Porter. And we're going to be talking about the power of music consciousness. How many of you guys love music? I do. He has 40 years in the music industry. He's going to give us some of the behind the scenes scoop and some of the lessons that he's learned. And you know, anybody that's been doing anything for 40 years how many of you know you could learn from them probably many of you don't know this but I uh, I'm a pianist I love playing I love classical music I haven't played in a while but I started playing music probably when I was about 12 years old for my church, so I'm a big classical person. So let's talk about social media. You guys can um, check me out on Twitter, LOA Constance, Facebook, Coach with Constance, Instagram, CL one 11 So check me out, and you'll kind of see a different side to me, right? Also, uh, go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com and you can look at what my clients are saying about me in the area of coaching and uh, in the area of me conducting seminars. So just click the little link on the blog and just let me know what you think. While you on my website, I'm thanking you in advance for your donation, your gift. I know this show is shifting Changing your mindset and creating for you just a phenomenal life. And uh, I'm saying thank you in advance. Well, I want to answer a question. How many of you are feeling a little frustrated? You're kind of like Constance. It's the middle of the year. It doesn't seem like things are changing. You're kind of disappointed. let me see those hands in Europe. OK, I can see them. Well, the reason I ask that is I want to give you some strategies regarding that. I have been receiving some emails from some folk from all over the world. And they're saying, you know, uh, I wrote down my goals like you said. and doesn't look like anything is happening. And it's the middle of the year. And uh, so let's let me share some tips with you. First of all, I'm going to say to you, it's OK for you to feel that way. And kind of share, while this is what I'm feeling. Because feelings are just an indication of where you are. But guess what? You can't stay there. (laughs) So, yes, I feel you. There have been times in my life where I have cried myself to sleep. But when I got up the next morning after some meditation and prayer, I began to make my move again. So, you know, anybody who's ever accomplished anything great probably you know, have felt the way that many of you are right now. Uh, maybe they had feelings of exasperation. They want to quit. They want to give up, but they kept moving. And so we're going to call this like a mid-year inventory. So you can just kind of check out where you are with your intentions, your dreams, your goals, whatever are you going to call it. So let me lay the foundation. All of you know that you need to get clear about what you want. That's the number one rule. And intentions have milestones. And so, maybe possibly some of you are feeling like really yucky because as you are moving towards your intentions this year, and it is the middle of the year, before you manifest those uh, grandiose dreams, you're going to have to receive or you will be receiving upgrades. Along the way, upgrading your mindset, in your vision, uh, upgrading the way you see yourself, in the way you think, what your perspective is about life. And so. Most people kind of get upset during the process because they feel like I'm not really accomplishing anything. But really, you are because it's because of all of those upgrades, uh, all of those shifts that are happening on the inside of you that are are really accelerating toward your dream. Most people don't want to hear that. They want to get from here to there because they feel like, well, once I get there then I'm going to be happy but you know I always say the more grateful you are right where you are the happier you are right where you are that really accelerates and feels where you're going and you get there quicker so you can be grateful and happy about where you are even if you don't know what the next step should be and excited about the future everybody got that So let me give you an example of a woman uh, who I coach. She said, Constance, I just want to get married. I want to have children. I want to be married in six months. I'm like, okay, girlfriend, let me help you. And so she was getting really frustrated because she said, I'm not dating anybody. I'm still sitting at home. I don't have a family. My biological clock is ticking, etc. And I said to her, well, first of all, you need to in order to move towards that dream. There are so many things that you need to take a look at. Number one, you've been looking outside of yourself for love. And love is always inside. You need to deal with your past issues around relationships. You need to go in and do the inner work. You need to change your view and your perspective on men, etc. And so she said, OK, I'm going to I'm going to make a commitment to do the inner work. And so she really began to realize that when she discovered, wow, I've been codependent. She celebrated that and moved forward. When she realized that, wow, I still have a lot of past hurts and I'm still looking for a man to give me something that I'm not even giving myself, which was what? Love. So as she did that, it's who you become that pulls your dream towards you. So a lot of you might be in the becoming process and you ain't really excited about that. But when you begin to just recognize, okay, it doesn't look like I'm making a lot of movement or progress, but I am because I'm changing. I've really changed my perspective, my thinking, etc. And so what happened to her, she began to number one, deal with her stuff, celebrate her milestones and shifts and guess what she attracted that love so that's what I mean by it may not look like anything is happening so what's the principle the principle is it's a process enjoy and be grateful for the journey learn your lessons as you are moving towards your excited future everybody got that okay let me give you the story of a millionaire that I coached Uh, he He was a millionaire and he lost everything. And so he came back to me and Constance, I want you to coach me into making millions. And what I said was, I'm not going to coach you into making millions. I'm going to coach you into dealing with your poor management. You know how to make better choices. Uh, your thinking and your beliefs around money and success, et cetera. And so finally he agreed. I said, because if you just want me to coach you about how to make a million again, I'm the wrong girl for you. Because he realized that it was his beliefs that really um, attracted to him the money. And that was the reason why he lost it. And so he did not want to go through the process. He wanted to just go from I don't have money. I lost everything. Once I get it again, I'm going to get happy. And so the principle is wherever you are, be happy and grateful. So we did the inner work on him. We found out that. He felt guilty about having money. He had control issues that he needed to resolve. He did not hire skilled people. He hired all of his relatives. Hey, everybody, don't hire your relatives. I'm just kidding. He was undisciplined with money. He did not invest money. So we worked on his inner money beliefs. And so every time he reached a milestone, He celebrated, recognized that he was moving closer to making millions. We dealt with his poverty mindset, all of his fears around money. So it didn't look like he was moving toward millions, but actually he was because you got to have inner prosperity consciousness first. So we did that deep inner work. I mean, boy, he worked hard. I was working him hard and, uh, he did that, and guess what? He's a multimillionaire now. He said, Constance, thank you so much. Because he said if I had never done that inner work, I would not be the multimillionaire that I am today. So what I'm what am I saying? I'm simply saying that it may not look like anything is happening, but things are shifting and changing for you. So celebrate those milestones. Be grateful for where you are, be grateful for what you have accomplished this year and then move forward so let me talk a little bit about SMART goals all of you guys know what that is SMART stands for your intentions or goals need to be specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound and so I'm just a big um Believer that your intentions need to be broken down into small, measurable steps or components so that you can take those small baby steps. And so somebody said go big or go home. I say think big <laughs> and take consistent, uh, persistent, small baby steps every day and you will go big and so let me give you an example of a lady who I was working with utilizing the whole SMART goal concept we're talking about how you can stay motivated and and just become inspired again to really work on your goals and so we're talking about you have to decide whether or not the goal is achievable so we know SMART stands for what specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound so this woman's that Constance, I want to lose 100 pounds in one year. I'm like, OK. But what happened was her subconscious did not believe that. So really, she really got herself into a self-sabotage state. So that amount, just the word 100, seemed so overwhelming to her. So I changed the amount. Why? Because your subconscious has to believe that it's achievable. So the measure that we used was five to six pounds per month. Now she could believe that. And so her subconscious said, Yes, we can do that. That's specific, that's measurable, that's achievable, that's relevant, and it's time bound. And she stayed motivated because in her mind it was achievable. And so maybe some of your goals are too lofty. I'm not telling you to think small, but I'm telling you to break it down in small baby steps. So over the next year, She lost 72 pounds. That's five to six pounds per month. And so who cares? She didn't lose a hundred. You know, she'll lose the other, what, 30 something whenever she, she wants to. So, so the next thing I'm going to say to you is break down your goals so that they're measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. All right. Uh, I guess some questions you need to ask yourself might be, do you have the tools and the skills to make it happen, to go to the level where you want to go? I know for me, you guys know I've been a walker runner for 20 years, but I hired a trainer because I wanted to be, you know, fine and everything. (laughs) I want it to be, you know, just have a lean, long, toned body, even though I do. But a trainer knows more than me. So, you know, do you have the tools or skills that you need? Have you asked for help? Do you need a coach? Do you need a dream team? Do you need to be in a mastermind group? Nobody does it alone. Uh, Is there anything that you can do differently? Uh, You know, it may be something small. Do you need to create a new resume? Have you thought about contacting a career headhunter, etc.? And so we're talking about how to stay motivated and inspired, you know, throughout the remainder of this year so that you can reach your goals. I think you have to keep a consistent vision in your mind. And celebrate what you have accomplished. Be grateful for the progress that you have made. And thank God for that. And then last, I'm going to say, you know, we always talk about we're co-creators for God. So if you if you believe that you are not separate from God and you're not, you're not separate from God or spirit. And if you believe that, then you know that God doesn't see problems. He only sees possibilities. So you need to see whatever obstacles or problems that you have as a great possibility. And now I'm getting ready to preach to you. (laughs) In Luke 5, there is a wonderful parable that talks about Peter and he had this boat and he went out fishing and he had been toiling and struggling with his business. Can anybody relate to that and say, amen, he had been struggling. And so Jesus said, can I use your boat? So Jesus got in his boat and went out and preached to folk. And then he pulled the boat back in and then he said, Peter, I want you to launch out into the deep. And for years, I thought that Jesus got out of the boat and Peter just went out there by himself. But I reread it today and it didn't say that. So I believe that Jesus or God or spirit or success consciousness was in his boat. So he pushed out into the deep and the Bible says that it was so much that his boat sank. And then he called in his other partners and said, come on, guys. You know, my boat is sinking. My boat is sinking. And they brought their boats and their boats began to sink because there were just too many fishes. The manifestation was too bold, too awesome. And all of that. Why did that happen? I believe because Jesus was in the boat. And when Jesus is in your boat or when God is in your boat or spirit is in your life, in your career, uh, in your intentions, in your dreams, in your aspirations, that the manifestation will be so bold, so overwhelming, so astonishing, so amazing, it will really blow your mind. And so that's one major thing many of you need to remember that Jesus is in your boat. God is in your life. You're not alone. The spirit would tell you what is the next step you need to take in order to manifest this intention. What do you need to do differently? Who do you need to talk to? What other resources do you need? Wow, that's powerful, hey guys! that's my story, and I'm sticking to it so so that would what would be what I would say to you about how you can begin to take this inventory right here in the middle of the year and stay motivated and inspired and I am excited for you, so I want you guys to make sure that you email me and let me know um. Uh, What has happened to you as a result of hearing this? Uh, Send me an email, and I would love to have you on my show and coach you live. If you have a specific issue or an obstacle that you really you're kind of feeling kind of stuck, just email me and say, "Constance, raise your hand." I'm gonna say, "Yes, (laughs) I really want to be that person that you coach live on your show." Wow, this is so good. I'm going to listen to it myself. So let's see. That is about it. We're going to go to these quick commercials. And then I'm going to come back up with Mr. Paul Porter. And we're going to see what he has to say about the power of music consciousness. So everybody stay tuned. Are you planning a motivational or training event for your company or organization? Look no further. Constance Arnold is an experienced, dynamic, and inspirational speaker and trainer. Constance has helped thousands and has a proven track record of 25 years as a keynote and leadership trainer for both private and public sector. Constance provides the latest cutting-edge breakthrough transformational principles that will align with your organization's vision. Participants will receive specific how-tos for both personal and professional empowerment contact Constance and partner with her to begin creating your next successful event. Her website is www.fulfillingyourpurpose.com and email is Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com.
0: Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years at FulfillingYourPurpose.com.
1: Hey everybody, I'm really excited about my very special guest and I know you're thinking, Constance, you're always excited and I am because I just love bringing to you people who can share with you uh, a life-changing ideas that you can begin to implement in your life so that you can begin what living and creating the life of your dreams. And so my very special guest today is Mr. Paul Porter. And since he's been in the music business for 40 years, guess what? I'm going to give this man a proper intro. Uh, So Paul Porter has a new book out and it's Blackout, My 40 Years in the music industry in which he looks at the inner workings of that industry. Uh, He's been a force in radio, music, and television for four decades. He can tell us something, folks. Uh, His voice has resonated on the airwaves of many of the nation's top-rated radio shows, and he spent 10 10 years at BET as program director, consultant, and on-air talent. Uh, His expertise... And activism has established him as a thought leader in the radio and music industry. And he's often sought out by many major media outlets, including CNN, MSNBC, Sirius XM Entertainment Tonight, Fox News, and I could go on and on and on. He's also appeared on MSNBC, Joy Reid AM. I saw that interview uh, Wendy Williams, and c span to Book TV. Uh, he has accomplished so much, and I'm really curious to hear what he can share with us uh, just about life, period. He is the co-founder of Music Industry, nonprofit, industryears.com, and music and culture website, raprehab.com. And so we are so grateful to have him. And so Mr. Paul Porter... Welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network.
0: Hey, I appreciate you having me. And Constance, that intro was stunning. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say.
1: Your voice is, uh, wow, it's amazing. And so it's nothing but the truth. And like I said, uh, anybody who's done anything for 40 years is certainly Uh, A expert and can just share life experiences with all of us so let's get into it so why did you write the book
0: you know I have been working on a book for a while for almost 10 years Mm -hmm. I I just started you know when I thought of a book book sales were big back in the day Mm -hmm. you know 10 15 years ago but books are you know everybody's watching videos now but anyway I wanted to Detail my story because I've had, you know, a lot of experiences coming up in Jamaica, Queens, and, you know, music and entertainment. Some of the uh, elders on my block were in the music business. Matter of fact, Mr. Stroud married Nina Simone, and I used to go to Nina Simone's house on the weekends with my wow. best friend. And that was, it. anyway, but it's been a long journey. So I decided to put it in book form, but I wanted the book to read like a movie Mm because a lot of these industry books don't tell real stories or they're the super success stories. And and look, I'm, you know, I've had a good run, but I've had my ups and downs, homeless living in my car in New York, you know, things, things come at a cost when you, you know, live with a free mind and and speak up on issues. You know, I've been blackballed a couple of times, but I'm here.
1: Wow. And so, what were, what are some of the secrets, because I know I have a lot of listeners all over the world, Paul, who are very much in, interested uh, in the music industry, and it's so different now. What what things did you uncover or experience in the business, and what can you share with folk who may be interested in going that route?
0: Yeah, It's the music business. They, it's two words, music and business, and mm-hmm. everybody wants to the music side but nobody wants to learn the business side and, and and folks there's plenty of research and things out there and that's why I wrote this book because it, it takes work I, I, I don't believe how people think they can just get in the industry one day record a record and they're going to be successful and go to the top and make tens of millions of dollars it doesn't happen like that you know, and, and it's the same thing like radio. You know, somebody will tell me, oh, my friends tell me I have a good voice. Okay, that's great. Well, you still got to do the work. Just do the work. Anyway, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm frustrated at <laughs> a lot of the times, the research that people do. You know, just like you researched me before this show.
1: For, for a week, at
0: least. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what people do that are professional. People that want to excel. They do the, you know, anyway, it's critical thinking for some, but it's natural for others. And I've always been a communicator my whole life, you know, and, and, and I think... You know, words have so much power when we come down to all these things that we do and degrees and education and this and that. It's how you put together your words and how, how, how you talk to people, what you consume to form that person that'll be able to get through the dark days and, and get back to bright lights and sharing. You know, uh, to me, success is when you can share it with somebody. I'm not interested if you have 50 million dollars and you buy 10 cars and do nothing and have your and I have friends like that that are locked up in their houses because they make so much money. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. It, it it's scary when money takes control of you and that's what happens in the music industry. People sell their souls. I talk about payola, which is, you know, basically paying somebody to play your record and the way that it happens now on a corporate level. You know, it went from girls and parties. And, you know, I was lucky enough to start going to professional functions in the late 70s. So I've seen all the changes and I'm still out there. I have my own station in Orlando now. And we play hip-hop, and our R&B is called The Wire, 98.5. And it's a low-power FM. It was a program that's been around for a while, and Obama was the last president to let it happen. Basically, they give low-power FM signals in, in, in neighborhoods that people normally wouldn't want to be in. The station goes about 20, 25 miles from the tower, and I'm in Pine Hills right next door to Disney, four miles up the street from Disney, but it's the hood. You know, we had had eight murders within the first 60 days in a four-mile radius of the station, so I was like, wow, no wonder nobody wanted this license.
1: So, do you see yourself as a mentor, Paul?
0: Oh um, yes, my whole life. That's what that's what fuels my. Well, money helps to fuel it too, but <laughs> but no, I, I get a kick. I've got to work with some great people. From you know, you mentioned Joy Reed, mm-hmm. and I've known Joy for a long time. I was the one to tell her she got the job at NBC. Uh. That was almost 10 years ago. Uh. But I used to sort of mentor her. And when she did the piece and said mentor, I was like, wow. And I've got people in a lot of good places that have worked for me over the years that I've mentored. So I think I'm good when I turn about 80 and I'm in the (laughs) old folks home. So some young bloods will at least stop by.
1: Well, so when you were in your position at BET, and so for my international listeners, just Google that. Uh, do you feel that you were placed in that position to really mentor and to help people go to that next level in their life? What was that like for you?
0: Well, I, I always have been a listener and try to consume things, but I always try to share them, too and uh bet was one of those experiences where stuff was just out of whack when i got there and i got to change everything around and mm. and and hire some new people so uh and, and matter of fact you know my buddy from there went to be in charge of hip-hop at uh spotify a guy named Tuma tumabasa he just left spotify to go to youtube but uh it's good seeing people do well. Sometimes I go, damn, <laughs> what did I do wrong?
1: And, and so how has the industry changed? It seems so different now. And so, well,
0: it's smaller. It's smaller. Is it's it? It's three big companies. Look, the the one thing that I did in Blackout, I wanted my book, blackoutthebook.com. I, anyway, I. I sign every book and I put my phone number in it, Constance. It's pretty funny because I hear from folks that read the book and they call up or they send a text message. And it's powerful because a lot of parents don't understand what their kids are listening to. I just wanted to get into that shortly because I think that's important Mm -hmm. because The culture that we're seeping in these days. Look, we went from lyricist to the lyrically challenged when it comes to hip hop. Some of these verses, and I mean, they are so dumbed down. And, and you are what you eat, you are what you listen to, and you are part of this culture that if that's what consumes you. And that's scary because I had a balance when I was growing up mm-hmm. and, and and young folks today don't have a balance. What's targeted to them is, you know, the misogynistic, uh, you know, bling, sex filled. And, and I'm not a conservative. I want balance. That's all I do. Just give me balance. Like, give me the real story. This, you know, because every brother's not a hood, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what it turns out to be, and, and that's what pains me the most because I know what music did for me in my life. You know, I I came up as an only child, and music was like important. I used to learn things by hearing things on record. Right. When James Brown came out with "Say It Loud," I'm Black and I'm Proud. That was the first time I said I was black Hmm. because back then you were Negro or colored and you didn't want to be black when I was a little kid. That was not cool. I wanted to look like my boy Bucky and Rennie. They were Puerto Rican. They had straight hair and they were light. You know, I, I was going through those things. And when James Brown, who lived up the street about 30 blocks from me, came out with that song, we used to ride our bike up to the fence that said JB and wait until we could see see James Brown and say say it loud I'm black and I'm proud mm-hmm. and I've been black ever since I didn't even make the African-American transition <laughs> you did no I, I said man I've been transferred around from Negro colored and black it was hard enough
1: and and so you're really uh very, very active in really sharing your truth, right? Uh, about yeah, that's what industry. that's what
0: the book is. Truth. Mm-hmm. That's what's hitting everybody. I'm telling the real story, and, and 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 we always think that you know we don't understand people's journeys. We always see the mm-hmm. final result, so, so everybody wants to be the you know. 40 million dollar person but don't understand the struggle it took to get there Mm -hmm. and and, And the homework
1: yeah and and so what lessons or what insight can you share with listeners whether they are in the music industry interested in music or not that people can begin to take a look at and sort of Implement in their own lives because after 40 years, you know something, Paul.
0: Tell us, change the way you look at things, and the things you look at will change. When I heard that statement, it was let me say it again change the way you look at things, and the things you look at will change. We are so stuck at being employees at being in stressful situations or limiting ourselves, we don't achieve things and until we start looking at things differently with with wider eyes or with more you know we prepare for the marathon instead of the sprint Mm -hmm. you know that's when we start winning as people because you start winning when you can start giving and to start giving, you got to get your own thing together. And we've tried giving without our thing being together. And we always come back to situations of pain. So work a little harder now. And, and the the one thing that I, you know, I love about the book, I talk about weakness all the time.
1: I love I've that. I've had
0: issues. Yeah. But I bounce back because you can't let them get you. But I've always been aware of what I'm consuming, taking in, who I'm around. I don't I don't need negative energy.
1: Mm -hmm. I I heard somebody say. It's really great to know your strength, but you better identify your weaknesses because your weaknesses are the behaviors that hold you back, stop you or hinder you from reaching your intentions or goals.
0: It's funny you say that. That's one of my sayings. Uh-huh. Knowing your weakness is strength.
1: So expound on that, Paul. What would that I mean? mean?
0: Look, everybody's not good at everything and we think we are. But we're not as efficient as some people are, but sometimes we're tight-minded, mm-hmm. we're tight-pocketed, and we, 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 we don't pass on or share or, or, or get, you know, expertise instead of experience. You know, a lot of people have experience and people have expertise where they can mold something right for you. And that's what we have a tough time picking out. And I've had a tough time in my career. In the book, I, I just talk about dealing with with people that wanted to push you in a different direction.
1: And so, you let's, know, let's talk about that a little bit. And so, when you had when you felt led to go in one direction, and people were pushing you, or corporations were attempting to push you in another direction, how did you deal with that? And how can listeners? really deal with that
0: i went with what my heart you know i talk about kathy hughes and i love kathy hughes Mm -hmm. but as a businesswoman as she was building that company she was building it for herself so i was trying to fight for employees for bonuses and little things because i knew what the value of the station was when i took it over it was making two hundred thousand a year when I left, it was making over four million. Mm. But if you can't share that with people, and I'm not saying you're breaking the bank if you're paying somebody seventeen thousand a year, and I'm asking for a thousand fifteen hundred dollar bonus four times a year for for rating success, come on, and you've milked you know, an extra one point eight. No yeah. that's
1: okay. not and, and that's so not cool. so you talked about going with your heart, so that's just like a knowing on the inside of you that this is what I should do, even though nobody's ever no
0: well I can't here. even say heart. it's common sense, okay, that's all that's how I was brought up. If I'm gonna make some money, I'm gonna make some money, but I'm gonna make sure the the people that are helping me are gonna get raises too. I got you. You know, yeah. and in my book, Blackout, I talk about you know, twenty nine years later, she's still paying the same ten dollars an hour part time rate. Mm-hmm. That's amazing to me. That, like that is amazing. Yeah, so it's always not about you know who's in charge; is the right person. You know, because some people think ownership has to look this way for it to happen. No, it's the right attitude. And I have no problem talking about my experience. It might be different for somebody else, but that's my experience. You so, know.
1: So, what other lessons can you share with with the listeners that you that you know that you've learned?
0: Well, well, one of the strong things I. I think, are that how much music plays a role in people's upbringing and culture. I mean, music still means so much, Mm -hmm. but we never, as parents, as students, as people, we don't think about the music that we digest or share or don't share. And we wonder why it shapes minds of other people and some of the younger people. That's the real issue that I have that's important to me is that you know what your young people, your nephews, students, whatever, and you get to be able to talk to them on a, on a one-on-one level. And that's why I think my book is important. It, it, it sort of shows you the business And it shows you how it's run on money. It's not run on talent. It's run on money like most of America is about corporate America. You know, when it comes to standards and in the workplace, you know, it's funny. Sometimes some of these companies have standards in the workplace, but the records that they put out are bam, bam, shoot you dead. And that's how they make their money, like guys like Jimmy Iovine and Interscope. He made all his money on hip-hop, but hundreds of millions of dollars. But he didn't live that life. When it, When he went home, he had horses. He didn't have crack dealers like he did on the records. Yeah. So, And that's cool. If it's in balance, that's all I'm saying. Don't Don't hit me with more of that than you do you.
1: And, and so what about someone who, and not necessarily in music, but who has a talent and sort of has these grandiose ideas of how it's going to unfold? Do you fe- feel that people need to be led or mentored as they are venturing out into whatever field they're oh, interested in? Oh, they in?
0: have to. It, it saves you time. For real? You know, the, the the thing that amazes me, I'm I'm 60 years old now. I'm actually smarter than I was when I was 45. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you're not supposed to know. So, as evidence of my brain power, my little radio station in Orlando's winning. We came out and we've been on the air a little over a year. We've been in the last five rating books. First time a low power FM came up in PPM ever and got ratings. So I'm and I'm programming the crazy music. I'm programming hip hop. I could have easily went and did the best variety of hits on the oldies and said the mighty mighty OJs, but I, I'm that's not me. Like I'm not going out to see Blue Magic and uh, the Shy Lights at the oldies show in New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay if that's your thing, but. You know, but anyway.
1: And so what other lessons have you learned after 40 years? You say you're 60, so that means you have a lot of wisdom.
0: That that a lot of the people that that you want to be friends with, they're not really going to be friends. They're part of your business side. You know, there's very few longtime friends that I've made I've met some great people and have some great times, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not the, when people tell you family, don't believe it. Your family is your lawyer in the music business, and I've had everything from publishing from the Whispers album up until last year with Pitbull, so, you know, I think I've got to experience a lot of different sides on various levels. And for those that want to be in the music business, you know, I say do your research, read up, you know, get Blackout the Book at blackoutthebook.com, subtle pitch. But uh, really, and get some mentors. I know we talked about that Mm ease earlier but it, it, it's so much easier when you get to listen and hear stories
1: and and so paul tell us what did you do or what do you do uh when you find yourself discouraged you feel like you are in a hole uh disappointed what did you do to sort of come up out of that how what can you share with listeners
0: oh at different times i've reacted different ways and luckily now, you know, I'm at real peace with myself. So I don't do the the crazy things I used to do when I got frustrated. You know, there was a time when I, I think I snorted Peru back in the 80s. Mm. Being, and that's how I dealt with frustration. And, and later in years, I, I got more peace. I learned to pray. I learned to meditate. And and I learned to mainly stay away from problems like it's sort of easy to stay away from it once you and and you can help people that have problems. But I'm just saying I I don't allow it to overtake my mind and my spirit because it's not healthy.
1: So what role has God's spirituality and meditation played in your life?
0: Huge. You know, I, I don't speak about it much, but I take a lot of time and, and a lot of thought and, and and you can't do either one of those without, you know, thinking about God and, you know, some of the things I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's it, it just goes with. You know, every day. And I got like a, you know, I'm a tough guy on one side, but uh, I got a Rottweiler and a poodle. (laughs) So that that sort of, you know, you see a big 6'3 black man walking around with a big Roddy and a poodle named AJ. So people, people, you know, they look at me like, hmm that's different but cute
1: yeah we all have two sides to to who we are uh you know and I could tell you had a gentle side as I was researching you I'm like aha I, I sense something there so Paul for somebody who has a big grandiose dream and they maybe have their goals written down and they have plans sort of laid out you know what steps could you share with listeners that they could begin to take to move towards that
0: well it all depends what direction but everybody can do some more research you can figure out what you're trying to do the shortest way to get there the longest way to get there you can look at stories of other people that have done things in different ways there's this no reason to have so much free time if you if you're telling me you want to be in the uh, music industry, and you've seen every episode of Empire, then I know you're way off base.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> fucking true.
0: Yeah, it's like really, <laughs> and, and and you know I've I've been lucky. I've got to do a lot of college lectures, and I give out my number. Like I said in every book I write, my cell phone number. So talking to some of the students, and it's powerful hearing from young people that are dealing with the same thing. I was in the classroom 40 years ago Mm -hmm. at Northeastern. Well, my college station, we took it seriously. And out of my college station, we got pros in New York. Uh, Darius Walker was the bureau chief of CNN wendy williams jay tixon and kit anyway we got a long list of people that were at a little college station and it you know it all started with with the work ethic and it's you know made careers for a lot of people
1: i'm so glad you mentioned work ethic because you know we're on the law of attraction and you know i'm into meditating and visualizing and seeing it before it appears but work and taking action is crucial i've heard you mention that a couple of times
0: yeah i I don't get it (laughs) i don't either i'm like how do you expect it and i know it happens sometimes by accident but if i'm working for it first of all my soul feels better Mm -hmm. and even if i don't have it I know I'm ready to punch through that door at any second. You know, there's there's not going to be a Paul Porter off day. Mm. I don't have those. You know, I'll pick it up and get ready and get it done right whenever I do it. That's how I respect, you know, and, and practice life. Like, if you haven't been through these scenarios that you want, then how do you think you're going to be successful Uh, anyway?
1: That's nothing but the truth. I think it's uh, whether you like the New England Patriots or not, I think that the coach has this rule, no off days. Yeah. And that they, they practice all of the time. And I tell people, you've got to take that action. And as you move, God will place people across your path that can help you. And, you know, and Paul, you sound like a person who really is open to mentoring and helping. And you are the voice or one of the voices in the industry uh, that the media calls on to give insight into what's going on. So how do you feel about that, being that expert?
0: Uh, I I mean, uh, Look, it's great when you can extend your platform or what's important to you, the masses, and meet new people. But I'm also, you know, I've turned down TV when they want you to say one thing or want you to be this guy. I'm like, that's that's not going to be me either. So, yeah, so that creates tough times because when you tell them no, they're like, what do you mean? You know, but. If if it doesn't float my boat, I'm not. I'm not jumping on board. (laughs) That's
1: nothing but the truth. So, Paul, tell people how can they get your book? Give us all of your websites. How can they contact you? uh, Do you have an email? Do you respond back?
0: Yeah. Look, look, I'm always in touch. That's the beautiful thing. Anybody who wants. The book, uh, uh, don't get it from Amazon or Barnes and Noble, get it from blackoutthebook.com. Here's another story. Amazon pays authors like 30% of the list price, and then they don't pay you for four months. Mm-hmm. It's like the gangster ripoff. Not that anybody gets rich off books, mm-hmm. but 30%. And 70% off of a Kindle. Anyway, blackoutthebook.com. I'm real easy to find. You can find all my stuff on my website. Porteronair.com. Porteronair.com. That has my Instagram and Twitter, which is both Porter on Air. And, and different info, speaking engagements, blah, blah, blah. But Porteronair.com. And I'm I'm... Oh, I'll give the email uh, out okay. to industryears, E-A-R-S, E-A-R-S, industry ears at gmail. Because the good thing is, in every book that I I, I send out from the site, uh, blackoutthebook.com, I sign it, and I put my phone number in it. Mm-hmm. So it's great when I hear from people after they read the book. You know, some people just text or leave a message, and some people I talk to, And it's been growing, and it's, you know, definitely books are one day at a time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I meet a lot of people at colleges and lectures, and I'm I'm real open to that. That's where I want to be is uh, touching people. And I'm glad I got to uh, meet you.
1: Right, because uh, our, our mutual friend, Charles Mitchell, he said, you've got to interview Paul. And when I started researching, I'm like, OK, this is an icon right here. This is a legend. Uh, this is this guy. <laughs> I'm just saying It's the truth. And um, I love what you're doing. I love your spirit. I love your kindness, your generosity and, you know, just your mindset of just reaching back. And, and mentoring and I'm so grateful to have had you on the show today.
0: Hey, I appreciate you and I am here twenty four seven. Thank you so much for sharing me with your audience and uh Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from them.
1: Okay, everybody. Well, uh, you can visit my website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And as I say, every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded by the love of God. And of course, you know that I'm crazy about you. I adore you and that I believe in you. And I just want you to say and think this every day. Something good is going to happen to me and through me today. Make a decision to have a great week
0: thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.